Happy Monday, y'all. Time to get back into it. Jump into the hot seat. Do some awesome stuff. Be awesome. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Woo, it's a little chilly this morning. Please, Mini Cooper, heat up. All right, so this weekend was very productive. For me, I hope it was for you. Did some uh, did some budgeting, helped file some taxes for my sister, <laughs> helped get her a little extra money. Um, a buddy of mine on LinkedIn had reached out, was asking uh, on the on how my day to day looked at CoreSight. Essentially, how was my day-to-day in a data center and then things that he should study because he's in an industry and field that he's not very happy with. Interestingly enough, he makes pretty good money from where he's at, better than me. But, um, yeah, man, money's not uh, what it's all about. Quality of life, happiness... I was telling my wife the other day that I wanted to go for my master's and she saw how much I struggled with just getting my bachelor's and so when she heard me talk about getting my master's you know kind of kind of some of that PTSD crept back in of, of how miserable I was when I was doing classes and trying to find time for it and, um, and so we had a good talk about it and really the the nuts and bolts of it was that when I was in the military, it was just it was just a different um, different vibe because of, of that feedback, right? Like I enjoyed my time at the fighty. I enjoyed who I worked with and being a part of TTF and my command, great command, but definitely on the higher end of of good cultures and climates but even then once again a lot of times you're still a victim of being in the military complex and so what I was, I was telling her was right now at Corsite there's times I mean my average day at Corsite's at least 9 hour day sometimes 10 and sometimes it creeps up towards 11 depending on what's going on or when I came in early and how late I needed to stay and I told her, there's no way in the military would I come home from a 10 or, you know, shoot, I'll just say, you know, 8, 9, 10. And there have been, you know, obviously in the military long days, but if I'd been on the boat for 11 hours for whatever reason, um, I just came home miserable. I came home unhappy. Um, and I definitely have matured as an individual since then, so I don't think I would have felt the same way. And I would have found ways to make the best of the situation and be more productive and more fulfilled personally if I had gone back to a ship. But the point being is I, I come home from I just happy, fulfilled. And not that I'm doing some work on miracles every single day. It's just a matter of, of feeling good. Feeling, feeling like I've got purpose 
I've accomplished something. And it wasn't for naught. And so that's kind of the difference I told her in, in regards to going for my master's. Um, where my bachelor's was in my nuclear engineering technology degree because that's what my background was. Excelsior gave me the most credit for it. You know, every every Navy nuke goes for either that one or the one through Thomas Edison. It's just pretty standard. So there wasn't uh, much selection involved. It was do this degree, get it done. And so now the thought of going for my master's, I can kind of pick which discipline I want to go into, what excites me, what's more going to propel me or assist me in my career, help me uh, leapfrog promotions, if you will, to to get where I want to be as quickly as possible. I once again recognize right the fact that I spoke earlier in, in some of my podcasts about there are no shortcuts to success. There are no shortcuts in life. You could put in more time and work harder. That's not a shortcut. That's just you putting in more time. So, like I spoke to in that, right? If somebody puts in an hour a day towards their future and you're putting in two hours, well, you're going to get there twice the sooner. You're making it more a priority. And so for me here, knowing that I want to get somewhere sooner, if a master's and putting in the time there to that discipline it's going to give me the knowledge, the credentials, the certifications, the expertise that otherwise I would have to maybe go about in a slower or different way. And yeah, I think it definitely has a huge benefit in where I want to be and what I want to be about. So there we go. There's a recap on my weekend. Definitely productive. Um, Oh, yeah, yeah. So, it <laughs> seemed the tangents that I get on because I was like, how did I start talking about this? It was just a matter of my, my buddy Kevin trying to hook him up with, uh, with some information on data centers. He's definitely interested in transitioning that as well as transition his, transitioning his family from where he's at. And that's cool. It makes me feel, feel good that I could help out once again. Network equals net worth. I was chatting up with some people on LinkedIn that I connected with who had gotten some promotions, some interesting positions and titles I'd never seen before. And what did I do? I I reached out and asked them and said, how'd you get that? You know, like a quick congrats, but in truth, I I need to know what is it that you're doing and how'd you get that? And that sounds cool and tell me more. And it goes back to I ran into this individual that had this opportunity that I was interested in. We spoke about it more, we collaborated on it. Bada bing, bada bang, bada boom. And I was like, once again, rock solid thesis, network equals net worth. same for Kevin if I'm able to assist him in the transition in data centers that would be awesome that would make me feel good but once again it also just solidifies the fact of of using people and using resources advantageously right 
not abusing it. This is something he actually asked me for a while back, and I kept trying to get around to it. And then he even reached back out, which is the right thing to do. He's like, hey, man, you know, what's going on? Kind of thought you'd send me this. And, uh, I mean, he was just checking in, which is what you should do when somebody says they're going to do something for you, and they just haven't done it yet. I mean, granted, we didn't have any timeline or deadlines, but I was like, thank you. Thank you for keeping me honest. I definitely owe you this. I will get it done this weekend and make it priority. If it's important to you, you'll get it done. Find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. And so this weekend, it became important to me. I got it done. No more excuse. Uh, something that I didn't want to start off talking about. I really just wanted to, to get into the flow of what the meat of my podcast is about and what I want to be about. But it does need to be said that these are different days we're living in. And not that anything's crazy. But when they shut down schools, public meetings, events that have never been canceled before are canceled, large gatherings... You know what I'm talking about. So in 5, 10, 15 years from now when I listen to this in this moment in time in 2020. And we'll be uh, reflecting on how we survived the coronavirus. I am waiting for for them to go uh, even more high and right in regards to really shutting things down, putting in curfews. making people quarantine more that's a possibility I will say that that I don't think we're going to end up like Italy that, that that's what it there is so much talk of what we're doing or what we're not doing um, so many people want to critique our government it's true. I mean, our government, it, it, it could be better, right? It's not perfect. <laughs> but I think the measures and steps we're taking are good so far. But I saw a lot of posts on social media in regards to Italy and what happened in Italy learning lessons from that but their mortality rate compared to every other country that's that it that the coronavirus is infecting is is off the charts it's disproportional you know compared to what you would call the average mortality rate in all these other uh, infected countries So I I don't think we're going to be like Italy in any any scope or fashion. But we will see. I mean, I'm going to keep making the podcast. I feel like if I let my thoughts weigh on it, or 
my thoughts on the whole situation prevent me from, from doing this, trying to put it out there. And, the, and also the other reason I wanted to speak to uh, the coronavirus and, and what's going on and is just because it, it, it is distracting. It, it is something that you do have to give thought to because it's there, it's real, it's tangible. It's, it's not the black plague, but it's also not you know, a rumor, it's not something made up, people are getting sick, it is attacking the elderly more aggressively than other, than, you know, other demographics. It is impacting my life as well as everybody else's. Yeah, even right now, I mean, I'm, I, those those awkward pauses is is me thinking about today. What news is going to happen today? Break today? What's what's the news going to report on? What policies are the presidency, the White House, the Senate, the CDC? What are they going to enact or put in place? And then I'm also worrying about the state of Virginia, you know, where I live. Because every state can kind of dictate their own countermeasures, which makes sense. I think West Virginia still has zero reported cases of COVID-19, but I also think they might not be testing. And they're a very isolated group. I don't know. It's interesting. Alaska as well, too. But that one makes more sense. Just based on contact. Social distancing. That's their bread and butter. But it... This current climate does have me distracted. And in that regards, I've got a... I've, I've got to dig deeper and find my own motivation to not only go to work and do well, but come home and, and be a good husband and a good father for my family. The things that I do in life aren't, uh, aren't one-sided. You know, our, the way we approach things shouldn't be Narrow-minded. There we go. So please, folks, this is the time to band together, have each other's back. You know, making sure that you got good support network 
that you're communicating clearly. I stress, stress, stress to anybody in the upper echelons of leadership that this is the time to get your face out there. And I'm not saying physically be around people. Obviously, that's the opposite of what we should be doing. Actually, in some of my research last night and some of the modeling they showed, really, if we just hunker down and isolate ourselves even more for you know the, the two-week incubation period for this for this virus, that that would that would do uh, so much. But it's 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 not a simple task to ask people to just stay at home for two weeks <laughs> across the nation. But yes, so those in leadership positions that have the opportunity remotely, virtually, right? Record yourself, put something out there. Don't send a corporate memo. I keep seeing this stuff. People posting it on LinkedIn. Letters from the CEO talking about wanting to look out for human beings and do their best. I, I know they believe it. I know that it's 100% genuine. But I'm telling you, it falls flat. Because all you got to do is just change the letterhead and the signature down below for the CEO. And well, let's just mass produce one sheet. Let's, let's not uh, waste our energies. And we're all, every single Fortune 500 company... They could all just probably pull together and make one corporate memo, right? And I don't know. I mean, to each his own. Maybe some people dig that. They're like, oh, look what my CEO put out. This is awesome. They really have compassion and heart. I love working for this company. But for me, when everybody's doing it, and then it feels watered down, it feels unoriginal, and it feels like the textbook response in a pandemic is to say that, we have the best interest of our employees. I mean, every company is supposed to say that all the time. We always are employees first. So I would challenge anybody in a leadership role to put out a video. Record your face. Record the emotion. Record the fact that you are a human being, not just a name on letterhead. Not a name that goes with the title. To really put yourself out there and say, this is what I feel for us and our company and where we're going and how we need to band together. And that would resonate much, much deeper and much, much stronger. It takes nothing but your cell phone. Well, I'm sure, you know, like I, I said cell phone because if you don't have a corporate laptop or something to with a webcam... But everybody has a cell phone, probably with a better camera, and you could record yourself no problem. So, and once again, that doesn't have to be anybody, and you know, you don't have to be the CEO. It could just be your division, your department. If there's individuals within your organization that you can't reach 
and see that's the other thing too now like in this climate because I'm thinking about if I was on the ship what would I do as a as a box chief uh, you know divisional chief and and you'd want to avoid large gatherings because usually we'd have like uh, quarters in the hangar bay to be able to address everybody but see you don't want to do that you want to avoid large groups <laughs> so yeah even on the ship I'd probably record something and send it out for people to look at maybe even start a group on Facebook or somewhere you those are pretty easy to do. So yes, in times when, like this, dealing with something that you've never dealt with before, trying to do things the way that they've always been done, isn't always the best approach. Especially here when you, you're kind of forced to get creative in how you're sending out the message, communicating, clearly with your team I mean that's huge right now so definitely not just as a leader as a follower as, as anybody with within an organization that cares about the organization communicating clearly up and down laterally right communication will, will be the key to the success of any organization that endures this especially small businesses that may be struggling, but how they communicate with their team, the expectations, the different paths to uh, weathering the storm. It'll be interesting, folks, but, but I, I press upon leadership. I always believe that if you're a leader, you're, you're getting paid more. I know that from the get-go. Uh, that's a no-brainer, right? So you're not getting paid more just because you know more. You're getting paid more because of the responsibility that comes with that title. And I'm not, and not even beyond the the tangible title, but really what's embedded in that, which is you are a leader. People look up to you for stability, for following, for guiding us through. Not just the good times, but the bad times. And so I press upon those leaders to, uh, or those that call themselves leaders, to now step up and seriously earn that paycheck. Communicate with your team, hold it together. Don't try to BS people. Don't try to tell people what they want to hear. Now's the time to tell people what you know, fact from fiction, and what they need to hear. So for me right now, it's, it's business as usual until it's not. But I am planning for that not part to come sooner than later. All right, it's been a very interesting podcast. Definitely one that uh, I look forward to hearing about or listening back to again in the future. Just to just to capture that the mindset that I had going on on this ride, 
I definitely think uh, you could tell that I'm I'm human because I'm distracted. And so I won't say it's affecting my product. It's just being genuine in the fact that some stuff's going down in the world, folks. And it's interesting because we want to socially distance ourselves, which is the right thing to do when there's a contagion present. But it's still just as important that we stay connected, if not more connected. So how do we adapt? How do we get creative? How do we collaborate in different ways that we never thought to collaborate before? There you go. Tough times breed innovation. And more importantly, tough times don't last. Tough people do. folks it's Monday I see my people are here nice and early doing what they got to do to keep the site and the operation alive and thriving I seriously do love y'all want the best for you hope you're taking care of yourself being smart in your approach and how you conduct business seriously leaders Time to step up. Making all kinds of noise. Motivation in a Mindy on a Monday, y'all. I'm usually a lot more pumped. But man, I gotta I gotta get through these thoughts. Get in the right frame of mind. Yes, yes. Definitely can. All right. Be safe. I really do. And I think definitely in these times, motivation can help. Keep your focus. Other people are going to look to you. Those within your tribe at work and at home they're going to look for you to, to, to see how you're responding your wife, your kids, your husband people look to you for courage they look to you to see how they're going to react to things yeah that's definitely what I would like people to walk away from uh, from this podcast beyond anything I spoke to which is you know, there's good stuff in there for sure, but it's definitely how you're reacting, caring, conducting yourself that's uh, going to be very impactful for those that you lead, those that look to you for guidance, leadership at home and at work. Awesome. Awesome, I know. Motivation in a mini. Let's get it this Monday. Let's start it. Let's see how this week turns out. 
Love y'all. We'll get through this together. That's the only way we're going to get through this is together. So, wrap it up here. Let's go get it. Let's be the kind of person we know we can be. And be awesome. Intentionally.